Hey, whether you enjoy listening to Breaking Down Collapse or Building Up Resilience, I think you'll also really enjoy our bonus content on Patreon. Yeah, Kellen and I take 20 minutes each week to talk about the news that's happening all around us and Collapse as it plays out. We like to have a little fun with it, but also make sure that you're aware of what's going on in the world of Collapse. We look forward to having you join us there. The link to join us on Patreon is in the episode description. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Kellen, I'll bet if you were to take all of our listeners and just line everybody up, and you could just see a dashboard of everybody's health, overall fitness level, uh, pre-existing conditions, all that stuff. There'd probably be quite a spectrum. You probably have people from the the extremes and all the in-betweens, right? Uh, and it's interesting to me because I, I think of like a personal health status as being something that is as unique as a fingerprint. And there's not really uh, any one-size-fits-all answer for what it means to be healthy. So last week we spoke about mental health. This week we're going to talk about physical health. And there are a lot of pieces to physical health, right? I mean, you've the one that you hear the most about, I feel like, when it comes to preparedness, preparation, prepper stuff is first aid all these ideas about you got to know how to treat a gunshot wound right and like crazy stuff like that and well yes those things i think are great preps to have um the the most important prep that you can have is simply just knowing how to take care of yourself now so that your body 
is in a good place as we go through collapse. Um, there are things like um, medicine, and that's a big thing that people talk about is like, I have a pre-existing condition, I'm already on medication, antidepressant, whatever it is, how do I continue to have access to those things through collapse? You know, how you manage your current health challenges that you might have and how you prevent yourself from getting uh, diseases or having other health issues in the future. So there's a lot of different things to talk about. Um, but I think the focus of today's episode specifically is going to be on the idea of how we take care of ourselves now in order to prevent um, and, and put ourselves in the best situation, I guess you should say, in the future. Right. And I feel like we're kind of a broken record in that every time we start diving into a topic, we have all these caveats of like, this is only one little part of it. There are so many things that we intend to get into, into the, in the future. And of course we will, but it's like we've started at the basics and we keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and we'll get more and more specific with all these things. So I'm excited for all those conversations, but I'm equally excited for just today's conversation. I think a lot of it is going to focus on two things in particular, movement and energy. And if we can at least start with that much of a foundation when it comes to physical health, like that's setting the stage for us to be able to be physically resilient to whatever risks come our way. So with that in mind, Corey, maybe just off the top of your head, uh, whether for yourself personally or for like the average person that you can think of that's trying to prepare for the future, list some of the risks that that are top of mind. Okay. Uh, so I... There's lots of threats, right? But I think right off the top of, of um, my head, I think of things like um, climate change. So issues that are going to come through natural disasters, uh, resource depletion or uh, scarcity and things like food and water, um, and then conflict. Those are probably the, the three that come to mind first. Okay. So stepping through those, and those are great examples, like, Climate change, natural disasters, any natural disaster that you're worried about, you think about what you will have to do in that situation. And like you might have to be bailing water out of your house or you might have to be like searching through rubble or you might have to be doing whatever, but it's probably going to require quite a bit of movement, <laughs> right? And not we don't need to belabor it. We could go through each example, but almost any threat that we anticipate if it is like food scarcity or resource scarcity, like you've got to go find a way to get those things uh, you or the, the food that you already have, you're going to have to be able to get that to where you need it and prepare it. Or like you mentioned conflict and, and you know, being able to avoid conflict, right? Or, or whatever it is, like you need to be able to get yourself to the places you need to be and perform physical tasks in order to withstand those risks. You know, well, and it makes me think that it's another one of those things that collapse or not, like physical health is so important. As we age, like our physical health is going to be a huge determiner of how comfortable we are or how well we are able to accomplish tasks. And like you're saying, in collapse, as we think about the threats that we might face as things get harder and harder, Every single one of those will be made infinitely worse, infinitely more hard if physically we have not taken care of ourselves or put ourselves in the best situation, right? It will also become much more easy 
if we are in a place physically to be able to handle it. So there's so many things that could happen, but every single one of those would be made more difficult if we don't take care of our bodies. Yeah, so I, where this is an area that I think often gets overlooked, just maintaining your physical, physical health to be able to be resilient to risks that come your way. It's also like staying physically healthy, you have such a better quality of life. And, and, you know, I was introduced to some research years ago, you mentioned about when you get older and when they have done studies to try to find correlations between like life satisfaction and happiness in geriatric individuals, it, you know, there's a couple of factors. There's things like your social network and things like that, but the number one factor is how physically active you are. And so if you can keep yourself physically active, life is going to be better no matter what. There are obviously physical benefits, there are physiological benefits, you know, your mental health, uh, you know, your hormones, like all these things work better if you can keep yourself physically active in the right way. And hey, as a bonus, you're going to be much more resilient to whatever threats come your way. I think that some people might, when they hear like becoming, you know, fitness or becoming physically active or you know, staying healthy. I think a lot of people might think about that in the extreme. And there are certainly extremes that you could get into. We are not saying that like everybody needs to be a bodybuilder and spend four hours in the gym every day in order to, you know, maximize their health. Um, this is similar to, you know, the, the first part of the framework where you're trying to de decipher your desired outcome, um, basically choosing what you want out of life and in the same way you're choosing what you want out of your physical health my dad loves diet coke he goes to mcdonald's every day multiple times a day and buys diet coke and that's what he drinks and he jokes with my mom that he doesn't need to drink water because diet coke is 97 percent water or something like that right and you know you like if i could snap my fingers and force my dad to stop drinking diet coke he would be healthier but I don't know that he would be that much happier. <laughs> so anyway, it's just one of those things where like it's a spectrum mental or physical health. It's, it's a spectrum. There are certain things we should all be doing to take care of our bodies, but we're also not saying that you should feel guilty if you're not going to some crazy extreme to, you know, do these diets or work out like every single day or become a David Goggins who pushes himself just ridiculously hard physically um, decide what you want out of preparation, resilience, for what do you want for your body? It is going to require sacrifice going outside your comfort zone in order to become physically healthy, right? In today's society, it's so easy to not. It's so easy to order takeout all the time, to sit on your couch and watch TV. And, and, and so getting out and being active, it does require for many people um, a bit of a of a sacrifice, but once you know what you want, uh, what you're hoping to accomplish, it's that much easier to motivate yourself to take those steps. Yeah, and and I doubt that there's many people listening that are like, I want to become a super athlete, right? And I want to be on an extreme physical training regimen. So wherever you're at in the spectrum of physical health and wherever you want to get to, obviously you need to match yeah, your actions to meet those plans. But there are a couple of things for anybody to keep in mind. 
So when it comes to developing, you know, that physical fitness, usually people just think, oh, I want to be skinnier. I want to lose fat. Like there's some, some sort of a, an image they have. And that's not what we're talking about here. Um, we're talking about like functional fitness, functional health, being able to be flexible, right? And have a balance, uh, you know, uh, enough strength, maybe enough cardio, like to be able to do the physical tasks that you need to throughout the day and the tasks that you would anticipate you would need to as things get more difficult or if you're in an emergency situation. One thing I want to share here is that my wife recently um, went through the National Association of Sports Medicine, got certified to become a personal trainer. She teaches some fitness classes and, and she works with some individuals to help them reach their fitness goals. And she has some people with different health conditions and at different ages that are coming to her and, and they have different goals where they're saying like, I just want to feel a little more steady as I walk. And I, I you know, I want to feel like I have more balance or they might say like, yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds. Or they might say like, I, I just want to get stronger. Whatever that is, there are a couple of fundamentals that have to be in place and, and one of those that she comes back to again and again is there has to be some sort of weight-bearing exercise. And people might hear that and be like, oh, no, I don't want to go to the, the gym and lift weights, which there are benefits going to the gym and lifting weights. But it, as long as there's some level of resistance, uh, you're going to be much better off for it. And as she has t walked me through all the different benefits, I'm blown away. Like things like your bone density, right, increases as as your body is in the practice of like bearing more weight. Um, but there are a couple of things that you'll notice, a few different stages, if you start trying to any sort of like weightlifting or any weight bearing activity. The first is called the alarm reaction stage. And this is something that many of you are familiar with. If you've ever said, I'm going to go start working out. And then after like two days, you say, I hate this. I don't want to work out anymore. It's usually less than two days for me. <laughs> two reps. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but there is a stage where you're going to experience like joint stiffness and muscle fatigue. And your your body is going to be sore and achy and you're going to think like what am i doing i feel terrible why is this a good idea and that it, it's just so important to understand that is simply a stage um your body will rise to the level of the stresses that you put upon it if done at appropriate levels so if you can give yourself some time and just be consistent depending on what you're doing it might be something like two weeks where you're like, hey, I'm going to start just doing these exercises, give myself two weeks, and you'll move to the resistance development stage. Okay, so that's stage two. And that is where you're going to actually see gains. You're going to see that your body starts to adapt. Um, all the different systems, your nervous system and your muscular system, your skeletal system, everything starts to make the changes to try to become more resistant to the the forces or the impact that's being received 
And so your body kind of rises to that level. You start to notice, hey, I am getting stronger. And it's not just your muscles that will get stronger. Um, there are a number of things that take place that have positive benefits. But what's so awesome about this is as you build some muscle, that increases like your resting metabolic rate. Meaning that like even when you're not doing anything, if you're just sitting there, you're sleeping, you're burning more calories. Um, so those that are trying to stay like physically fit and not put on too much fat, you, you're going to be doing that while you sit and work and while you sleep simply because your body has increased its metabolic rate because you have more muscle. So that's the second stage, that development stage. If you go to any sort of an extreme, <laughs> um, and this is where stage one and stage three can get a little bit confusing. If there's prolonged stress, uh, you move into this exhaustion stage, this stage of distress. Uh, that's where you start to get into trouble. You see it with athletes that overtrain and they start to get stress fractures, uh, muscle strains, ligament sprains, things like that. So there's a balance here where you don't want to go too crazy with it. When you first start and you're in that first stage, that alarm reaction stage, you're going to think like, my body's hurting. I'm, I'm doing too much. But again, ease your way into it. You'll start to see the gains. And then from there, you can, you can incrementally do more and more, build up your capacity to whatever your level of fitness that you're trying to reach is. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned this idea that you're, you can you can do too much, right? If you are not, especially if you're not properly trained, if you are going to the gym and you're lifting, right? You're talking about these weight-bearing exercises. Um, <clears throat> you can overdo it or you can just simply do it wrong and that can cause more harm than good. So it is important to make sure that you know what you're doing uh, when you're lifting weights, whether it's in the gym or not, right? If you... Like, I just recently moved um, houses into a rental, right? And I moved a lot of stuff from a house to the U-Haul into the rental back and forth. And I'd noticed that sometimes I was not lifting with my legs. I was lifting with my back, right? And my back is killing me <laughs> these days. Um, so there is this idea of just making sure that you know how to properly lift, you're using good form, you're stretching beforehand, right? So you need to make sure that you're getting the rest that you need in between um, and that you're you're taking uh, the necessary breaks. If, if you overdo it and you continue to overdo it, you may be able to get through that on a temporary time frame, right? But all of these things do have impacts on your body as you get older. Um, we talked about this in a recent episode uh, at the beginning, just joking around about how like my back is starting to hurt and I feel old, right? I'm 33 years old um, and I just, I'm getting these back pains. I should probably be seeing a physical therapist, right? Or a chiropractor or whatever to work through that and make sure that I'm taking care of it. Because when I do get into my old age, I really don't want to be dealing with a bad back. Um, this is just an example that I'm using, but it, it, yeah, if my if my back stays, if I if I continue to have back problems over the next twenty to thirty years, again, that's one of those things that going into a collapse scenario 
is just a hindrance and something that I want to be able to avoid. It's not good preparation. It's not good resilience to ignore that or to do things that actively make it worse. So anyway, the point that you're making about doing too much is definitely a real possibility if you're not careful and if you don't know how to do it correctly. I'll also say um, your wife is amazing. Um, back a year or so ago, you and I um, had started trying to take serious, seriously our um, our fitness and our nutrition, which was something that I never took super seriously. And I think we'll talk about this a little bit more later. But um, when you talk about going to the gym, you have those or, or, or just starting to work out in any capacity and you have those sort of three stages. Um, I spent my entire life trying to gain weight and bulk up and I never could do it until I started working with somebody, your wife, who knew what she was talking about and I noticed immediate changes. So that's just kind of a just a testament to the fact that if you work with somebody who knows what they're talking about, um, you follow the principles that you're talking about here, like you will notice changes for the positive. Whether you're you're trying to gain or lose weight, whether you're trying to become faster, more flexible, more fit, whatever it is, find someone who knows their stuff and be consistent with it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss yeah and as you were saying that there a lot of things came to mind but one of those is definitely just start from where you're at and do a little bit more and and get to the point where that's easy and then do a little bit more don't don't try to go too crazy on anything if it's just a matter of like hey i'm gonna I'm going to get some more steps in. I'm going to walk around the block a few times because I don't ever get up and move. Great. Start there. And then you might think I'm going to start going on a hike each weekend. And then, you know, maybe I'm going to start actually like doing some push-ups, some sit-ups. When I talk about some sort of weight resistance, it can be your own body weight. Calisthenics, right? Yeah. You're not always having to like lift weights. You will. If you keep working at it, get to the point where you're like, I can do more. 
now I'm going to do a hike with like a heavy backpack on, right? Or I, I'm, I actually do want to start lifting weights or I'm going to have some resistance bands and I'm going to work with those. Whatever it is, giving your body that resistance, your body will rise to the challenge given the time that it needs and you'll be able to just become much more capable physically. Uh, you're absolutely right though that there are certain things that you can do uh, both with your physical exercise and with your nutrition that will make a world of difference. If you if you just start trying to work out or do whatever and you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to see vast improvement, at least not the way that you would if you had a little bit of help. So it's worth talking to somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, but so let's dive into, we've talked about movement a little bit. And the main point we're saying there is just like start moving, especially if there's something that is putting some strain on your body, there's some actual resistance. Um, but we also talked about energy. One of the things that people often will say is like, I just don't have the energy to work out. I don't, I don't have the energy to go do something physically active. My guess, you talked about if we lined up all of our listeners, if we were to take a poll from all of our listeners, my guess is the majority would say like, yeah, I don't have the energy to do anything more physical than what I'm doing already. The funny thing about it is there, it's twofold. When you start making yourself do it, again, your body will rise to the challenge. Your, your metabolism is going to increase, right? Which means it's trying to give your body more energy. Um, you're going to start noticing that you have more energy to do more things. But then there's the other part, which is the nutrition. And this is where I feel like it's so important to kind of get rid of uh, some of the myths that are out there. There are a lot of fad diets out there. There are people that say, like, you shouldn't have any fats. You shouldn't have any carbohydrates or whatever. And they do these extremes and it might get certain results for a short period of time, but it's not going to make you healthier in the long term. So that's where it comes down to what they call your macronutrients. Three categories, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And you actually need all three. Like on a daily basis, you do need fats. So don't avoid all those. You do need carbs. So don't avoid those. It's just getting the right portions. And the one thing that uh, my wife has found is she's worked with people over and over again on this. In almost all cases, people are not getting enough protein. So if you're looking for a place to start, if you want to have more energy, if you want to build some muscle, if you want to strengthen yourself and become more physically resilient, start by getting more protein. You know, I mentioned that I struggled gaining weight growing up and I, I did man in high school I would go to the gym I would I worked out with the football team even though I wasn't on the football team I just wanted to try and bulk up I could never do it I weighed like 110 120 pounds through through high school um and after I got married I started gaining some weight probably not super healthy weight anyway when we started doing this thing last year I put on 12 to 15 pounds in like a month and it was good weight. Like I felt good. I looked better. I was more lean, but I was gaining weight, which was just awesome. Um, and it was because I started making sure that my macros were right. And 
and, and mostly I think it was the protein. I think growing up, I just didn't get enough protein. I ate whatever I wanted. I felt fine. I, I, I always felt like I could eat bad. I could eat ice cream and all these different things all the time and never really care about what I ate because my metabolism was so good that I would not gain weight. But on the flip side of that, I couldn't gain good weight either and gain muscle. So um, anyway, I, I do think protein is a huge piece of that. And I think that is a great place to start is just making sure that you are eating a good amount of protein. It is huge. It is one of the biggest factors. People often don't factor in getting some sort of weight resistance in their physical exercise and they don't factor in getting enough protein in their nutrition. Um, obviously, if you want to get a lot of protein, like meat will do that for you, beef or pork or chicken. But uh, you might have a lifestyle where you don't eat meat or you don't want to eat meat and that's fine. There are other ways to get protein. It's sometimes more difficult. Um but there are lots of people who are doing that. They're finding ways to do that. There are lots of products out there. Uh, there's There are lots of foods that have proteins in different amounts. So don't lose hope if you're like, well, I know I need a lot of protein, but I just, I don't eat meat. Uh, my sister, as an example, she doesn't eat meat, um, but she's worked with my wife on some nutrition things. And she's like... <sighs> She's blown away. She's like, I'm getting a tiny fraction of the amount of protein I'm supposed to get. And as she started making some of those changes, she is seeing the kind of results that we're talking about. You know, you brought up this idea of energy, right? And how a lot of people think like, I just, I lack energy. I'm always tired. I, I, I don't have the energy to, to do more exercise. Um, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, at least this was how I was. I just didn't really ever contemplate how important the right balance of nutrients was for energy. Like energy literally comes from what we're consuming. Like energy can only be transferred, right? It can't just magically appear out of thin air. We're taking energy from the food that we're consuming and our body breaks that down through a complex system and converts that into energy that, that allows us to do work and, and to feel energetic. It's not like we can just shove whatever we want into our mouths. You know, me growing up eating huge tubs of ice cream and, and thinking, all right, I got my food intake. I'm full. So now I'm going to have energy. Like we do, we, our bodies are complex. They do require a specific ratio of these different nutrients in order to be the most effective, the most energetic possible. Now, depending on how you do it, there might be like, it can be complex to try and figure out exactly what type of nutrients you should be getting, but um, there are apps that help with that, right? MyFitnessPal is the one that we use. Um, websites that can help you kind of break down based on your weight and your age and your gender and all this different stuff. How much should you be taking and how much protein should you have? A lot of them will say different things, but the idea is the same. Look into it. Talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Make sure you're getting a at least enough protein. And then you can kind of get more detailed from there on your carbs and your calories and, and all of that as well. But start somewhere, start small. And it, it, even just thinking about it and paying attention is the first step towards making those big differences. Yeah. And as a general rule, when you think about how much protein do I need, it's probably going to you take your body weight times it by 0.7 as a minimum 
or just times it by one to know how many grams of protein you need. So I weigh 200 pounds. I should be getting 200 grams of protein in a day. And that's a lot. Yeah, when people look at that and they're like, wait, you're telling me that like an egg has whatever it is, you know, two eggs has like six grams of protein or something in it. And suddenly you're like, wow, I got to eat a lot of protein. There are ways to get that. It takes efforts. It takes actual like thinking it through, uh, making plans, meal planning. You can't just drive through McDonald's and expect to get the protein that you need. You need to, you need to put effort into it. Yeah. And, and I love what you said, which is every, you know, every time my wife starts working with somebody, they're always like, oh man, counting calories and doing all this like macro calculations. It's, it's super overwhelming. I don't think I can deal with that. And she will just say like, don't even worry about total calories. Don't worry about how many carbs or how many fats you're getting to start. Just start by focusing on getting enough protein. Just do that. Once you get there and you're getting enough protein each day, then we'll start dialing in the other things. As a side note, I remember the first thing your wife actually told me was get enough water and mm. then focus on protein. Yeah. And I did notice a big difference because I realized I wasn't drinking enough water either. And I think most people don't drink enough water and the, and, and protein. And those two things will make a huge difference. And we could talk for a long time about water. For sure. Um, you know, a lot of times people eat a lot of junk food. They get these cravings throughout the day. And so they'll go eat candy or whatever. But oftentimes it's actually a function of being dehydrated. That that's where that craving comes from. And so drinking enough water, there's so many benefits, right, to getting enough water. So I'm glad you bring that up. We're trying, you can tell there's a balance here. Like I want to go deeper on some of these things. Um, we're, we're trying to stay high level enough, but just give a starting point for anyone who's trying to improve their physical health and that physical resilience. So as we bounce back and forth a little bit between, again, movement and energy, one other thing to mention is, you know, there's this idea that like the best way to get fit and to get into good physical shape is I just got to like run. I've got to, I've got to do really high intensity workouts. And there's actually some really interesting science there. There are some different thresholds that your body has. If you're thinking of like low levels of uh, activity or moderate or high, there are different thresholds where your body will switch between what it is actually burning, whether it's burning carbs like glucose or whether it's burning fats. And there's actually a point of a certain threshold where once you reach a high enough level of activity, your body burning the fats is too slow and it's going to switch to just burning like the sugars in your body. Um, and so sometimes people will start trying to work out and they like, they force themselves to go out and run and they're like, what's happening? I'm not losing fat. And my goal is to lose fat. Now the balance of that is you can't just say, well, yeah, don't, don't increase your level of activity or don't do very high levels of activity. It's good to have a mix. Um, but as an example, doing really high intensity activity for one hour um, is probably going to like burn less fat if you're trying to lose fat than if you do like two hours of moderate activity. 
So to go for like a one hour run versus like a hike, you're probably going to be better off doing a hike if your goal is to try to lose fat. Again, it's a balance of, yes, if you go out and run, 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 you will burn more calories, but it's what kind of calories you're burning that you got to keep in mind. So not that we need to get too much into that, but it's just some encouragement if you're like, oh man, I'm way out of shape. Yes, if there was a natural disaster and I needed to go collect firewood or I needed to go do anything, I'm carrying all this extra weight and that would be so hard for me. Gosh, I've got to lose a bunch of weight. But that's so overwhelming because I don't want to go out and do super high intense activity. It's like, no, just start with moving. Move your body, get some moderate exercise in, get some level of weight resistance that's going to help you out. And then take care of your nutrition, starting by getting enough protein. And and at least let's start there. Awesome. Well, like we said, there are, there's like a million things to talk about with physical health. I think this is a good starting point. Many of our listeners are probably feeling good in this realm. Like they are physically active. Um, they are, you know, involved in sports or whatever it might be. And, and that's great, right? We can always improve and do better, but I'm guessing there's a good number of our listeners as well who find themselves working the nine to five, right? Sitting in an office all day, coming home, doing the family thing, going to sleep, starting over. And there might be just that lack, that missing piece of consciously thinking about and taking a step towards protecting their physical health, keeping their body in shape for the future as we continue or start to go down these uh, this tough path. So, um, yeah, I appreciate this conversation. I'm excited for um, some of the other directions that will take the conversations on physical health. The stuff we'll talk about in regards to first aid, into managing um, pre-existing conditions, in preventing pre-existing or preventing other conditions from forming in the future. Everything that comes along with that. Um, there's just there's just a mountain of good stuff to talk about. But we'll start here and um, build on it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.